welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She didn't come to play ya, she came to slay ya. It's the incomparable Islea. How are you? I am amazing, blessed, and beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much for having me, Of course, you look stunned right now. Oh, in my housewife couture. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we stand housewife couture here. <laughs> Honey, I woke up, I said, it's a head wrap kind of day. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. I, um, I, apparently accidentally slept until two today so i was like oh thank thanks thanks for pushing this back a little bit because i was not gonna be prepared <laughs> <laughs> thank you i was like oh you know how it is on them busy days stuff comes up and you're like i just yeah. need a couple hours yeah i mean it's it's kind of crazy that now we're in like this world where we're like you know mask free and everyone's getting vaccinated and we have things to do that we forget to how to schedule things and make plans <laughs> preach honey preach <laughs> but we're, we're all adapting to this new new world but uh, how how have you been how how is your quarantine oh i mean i i had a crazy quarantine like i i remember when the pandemic first happened i went straight back to texas i my lease ended march 15th and if you remember it was that around that time yeah everything was like really like stuff was shutting down and something told me just get home for a little bit so mm-hmm. I went home for like, I think it was like three months. And ever since I've been back to New York, I, it was full steam ahead. I did my quarantine, you know, came back quarantine and then hit the girls heavy. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to learn all of there is to learn about you. Are you ready to get started and, and chat about yourself? Who does love chatting about themselves? I hope you're ready, honey, because I got a story <laughs> to tell. <laughs> I love it. Well, I always like to start at the beginning. Where are you from? I am from San Antonio, Texas, 210 Countdown, Deuce Dime, repping the tone, say town, what up? How is, how, how would you describe San Antonio? Because I only know it from like seeing pictures of like the Riverwalk and being like, I want to go there. I mean, that literally growing up, that's where we would go every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the Riverwalk, we would go to the, the movies downtown, go by the Alamo, mm-hmm. go get scared at the Wax Museum. We <laughs> San Antonio for me, the where I'm from is, you know, I'm like hood adjacent, you know, okay, like okay. <laughs> suburban hood, you know. But I mean, is I live in more of the city. It's a faster pace where I'm at, but it's still Texas, you know. It's mm-hmm. still, it's and every, still, everything is bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, honey. There's a taco uh, restaurant on every corner, which I love. <laughs> what were you like as a child growing up in San Antonio? I've always been the overachieving type. Like I'm always been the star student, the straight mm-hmm. A's, advanced placement girl. You know, I was always the, you know, I, I knew that my only, for some reason at an early age, something told me like, I knew that my way out of, 
I wouldn't say poverty because I mean I never went hungry. My mama, we never missed a meal. We had a great childhood, but we definitely weren't wealthy. My mom was mm-hmm. raising three kids off of twenty five thousand a year. Mm-hmm. You know, but something in me knew from an early age: work your ass off in school because that's going to be your ticket out. Absolutely. And- so, what kind of hobbies did you have? Oh, I did. I was always into something. I. I was never athletic. I've never been good at sports, but I tried to do soccer and track <laughs> in middle school. Girl, I came in dead last in the 800 <laughs> meter race, plenty of time. <laughs> but I, I mean, theater. Theater was my big one. I started theater in high school. What was the gateway? How did how were you introduced to the theater? Oh, honey, my girl Ruby Melody Gonzalez, honey, she was. <laughs> They were doing Aida at my uh-huh. school. And she was like, oh, you need to come. You always sing and dance in class. You'd be good at it. I was like, girl, how do I even audition? She said, girl, I'll get you a monologue. We'll do it. So I went and found some monologue online. <laughs> went in there singing acapella. And they cast me as Merib in Aida. Ooh, that's a good part. Baby. Oh, honey, I loved it. And I... <laughs> You know, we were singing and dancing. We were working with Ginger, who I think she still is working out at Texas Arts Project. And she choreographed it. And from there, I went to her summer camp, TAP camp, Texas Arts Project camp, which is a theater intensive. And that's when I got hooked. That was when I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, you know, like something with entertainment. Were you exposed to like movie musicals prior to this? Oh, honey, Dream Girls <laughs> was always on rotation. You know, we mm-hmm. we always also Whitney Houston. You know, of course, naturally, Sparkle, the hood ones, uh, a hip hop or a Beyonce. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So, did you go to school to study theater? Yes, I did. I went to Texas Tech University. I got my Bachelor of Fine Arts and Acting. Did you have any favorite roles you played there? Oh, honey. I mean, I got lucky. My first semester coming out the gate, I got to show hoes who I was. I came out as Angel in Rent. First semester oh. in, got Angel in Rent. Then after that, we, you know, we had to, you know, you, every role ain't like that. You know, you got to do some of the student written work. Of course, yeah. of course. Had to do a couple of student written productions. I got to do another huge, one of my, probably my favorite was I did the, in my last year, my senior year, I was the MC in Cabaret. Nice. What and the director. Yeah, what oh, was yeah. it like to play that role? Because it is really a important historic part. I mean, the, with the direction, the direction that we went in, he, my director wanted it to be so real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we dug into research. We dug into Weimar Germany. We dug into what it meant to be black in that time. Yeah. Like, what was my story being black? We I created a whole storyline. You know, it, for me as an actor, just so I can be like, okay, how does this? How how do I fit in this world? And we really played with my more my more masculine side in that show. Actually, mm-hmm. he wanted me to do a lot of different vocal works and different postures that are the opposite of me, honey. I am full fantasy limp for his fantasy yeah 
yeah that that's that's kind of exciting because it really is such a a beautiful part and a beautiful musical that um really really has a, a powerful message i remember seeing the uh the revival not the recent revival the revival the first revival oh, um yeah. and just being stone at the end just just being like i i don't know how i'm supposed to feel at this moment the ending is like <laughs> yeah it's one that, of those shows where you almost can't even have a curtain like you almost just gotta let no, it in yeah um yeah that that musical it, it's really like it's coincidental that musical um and the other show that i was like i i'm, I'm stuck right now i can't have an emotion that i felt that way was scottsboro boys um mm-hmm. at the end of that um, because I mean, it, it's been around for enough time. People, if you haven't heard the musical, you need to. But the end of it, they make a formation with chairs, and then at the back of the bus is Rosa Parks, and you're like, okay, you just yeah, did that. You did that. They did that. On, okay, and that's Kander, why Candor and Eb knows how to write a musical. Okay. Oh my God! Did you? Okay, so how do you feel? Speaking of cabaret, how do you feel about? the movie version versus the play version. Like, I think which- there's two completely different worlds. I like the, the the stage version better. That's how I feel too. And as much as I love Liza, like she played like her Liza was complete. Her um Sally Bowles was completely different. Absolutely. Than the musical. And I'm like, I almost wanted the, I wanted her to play it more. Cause she played as like, I'm really good and I know it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm she Liza Manali, but I almost wanted her to just do like, honey, you are Sally Bowles. Yeah, there, oh. there wasn't a lot of grit behind her part. Yeah. And I wanted that for my... Now, I, I, I've interviewed a couple people who have gone through theater programs in college, and there's been a lot of discussion recently about um, how theater programs treat their students and what they even prepare them for. Would you recommend... A theater program to someone applying for college now. <laughs> I know, tough question. Uh, for me, I will say I would not be as good at the at drag if I didn't go to theater school. Fair, but I don't think theater schools are preparing actors to work. You know, they're not showing them all of the things they can do with the skill set that they develop. Right. And they're just throwing kids to the wild. You know, in that sense, I don't, unless you really, unless you really know what you want to do, no. Yeah. <laughs> you I, I feel- You're better off just going straight in and, you know. Yeah, no, I, I feel like we are entering this time where a lot of the professors are literally out of work artists who are, getting a paycheck and trying to live out their fantasy for the students. And the students are so naive to just accept it. Yeah. And, and it's like, I just, I pray like the kids who do go to theater school, I just hope that they at least learn the crap. I was, I'm thankful that I at least learned how to act. I get left with some skills that I could, I had to learn how to put to use for money later on my own. Right. But hopefully these schools start teaching kids how to do a one man show, how mm-hmm. to market it, how to reach out to a venue to uh, get your own space, because the money really is in doing your own work. It's true. Very true. So what brought you to New York? How did you decide on New York as your next location? Ooh, well, I, 
because I have for a year I was out in Orlando as an intern at Orlando Shakespeare Theater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And after that, I went back to San Antonio just to save up money. And I was like, it's either Chicago or New York. Right. And at the time, I I just felt like New York would give me and because I was coming to New York more so on an acting standpoint. I was like, okay, I got these equity points. You know, I was equity eligible. I guess I probably still am equity eligible, but I'm, I don't know <laughs> if them points expire. <laughs> I don't think they do. I think you're fine. Shoot, but I was like, I might as well go to New York because there really ain't no equity stuff in Chicago. And it's, it's a harder scene to break into in Chicago. Absolutely. So I was like, let me try New York. Literally March 15th, I moved here. March 24th, I got in drag for the first time. And... The, the gear switched almost immediately. I was like, because in theater, you got to wait a little more. And drag, it's immediate gratification. You get your queen <laughs> that night. And I was hooked. <laughs> so let, let's talk about your entry into drag. What was your first performance um, and where was it? Oh, honey, I was <laughs> I was at the Manhattan Monster Bar for Ooh. all her Sundays. With Zaria Powell, and you know Jasmine Van Wells was always there too, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> honey, I went to that competition because I had just I was just looking up competitions online, and that one popped up. And I went. I had a head wrap. <laughs> I had a gray head wrap, honey. A light beat. I had a little white leotard that I got off of Amazon. I didn't know how to tuck, so I had another um, head wrap wrapped around my waist. <laughs> With a denim jacket and a beaten up jazz shoe, honey. And I hit the stage to Juice by Lizzo. Nice. Now, are there photos from this performance? Can someone find them somewhere? (gasps) There's one picture, (laughs) but there is no video evidence, thank God. (laughs) It's fair, that's fair, that's valid. I have one picture in the mirror and I actually look very pretty. Now let let's let's discuss the origin story of your drag name and persona. How did it come to be? Actually, my drag name was something I heard someone tell me back in college. I did this thing called Red Raider Orientation at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and I was one of the orientation leaders. And one of the people who I worked with, they were like, "You are just you are, you just slay everything. You you should change your name to I Slay." And that just stuck in the back of my head for years. And I remember going to off of their head and Zarya said, what's your drag name? I was like, I slam. <laughs> now, what's crazy is it is such a simple name. It is such an easy name. How does no one have it yet? How did, how? I have no clue. I got, it was when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's oh. yours. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe I Slay it in three words? I Slay is soulful, energetic, passionate. Nice. I have a lot of hope. I have a lot How, of hope. How long does it take to transform into I Slay it nowadays? Oh, honey, you know me, girl. I like to give the, you know, the real fantasy. I could give you a real beat in about 30, 45 minutes. If I'm trying to do something a little more drag, you know, a little, you know, higher definition, mm-hmm. about an hour. Okay. It doesn't take me the pain. Like, I, I'm an in and out type of girl. Do you have any favorite makeup products? Who who do you want to sponsor you one day? Honey, Dermablend. It really, I mean, I don't think there's a better foundation out there than Dermablend. Mm-hmm. 
Juvia's Place. Come on, Juvia's Place. Also, Walgreens had always keeps me hooked up. <laughs> Clown Listen, the, 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 the day Clown The day that Walgreens is being, um, having commercials with drag queens in it because they use their products, come on. That's gonna, that, they've taken over. Literally. I mean, it, it might as well because drag queens stay in there, honey. It's true. It really, it really is true. Who were some of the first people that helped you out on your drag journey? Zaria. Zaria, when I went there, it was Zaria and my, I guess technically my drag sister now, um, Abilio. Mm -hmm. They took me in and I remember we would, I would go to Abilio's house and we would paint and then we would go to the monster, perform all night and then do it again every Sunday, honey, every Sunday. How how would you say you've grown since you started? Woo. I I feel like now before I was into drag and I was like the performance was like my way in every time. Like I always thought everything around what I wanted to perform. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to become more of like okay, what do I want to I'm starting to think more aesthetically now. Sure. Now I'm thinking more like okay, what do I want to look like and then I'm making numbers around the outfits <laughs> hey listen i love that like then that's a really good segue how let's talk fashion a little bit how and where do you find your inspiration and how do you put a look together well as of lately it's been a lot of 90s a slay has been a lot of 90s kind of some early 2000s but then i've also kind of been you know i'm i'm very old school i'm i love the divas you will always yeah. see i slay doing whitney you'll always see i slay doing aretha or you know like i love the divas or mariah carey or you're yeah. that's going to be all that's always going to be a part of my drag but you know i I've, I've, if when it comes to more like fashion i I've, I've been very 90s inspired do you have any favorite collaborators collaborators you like to work with when it comes to looks or hair Oh, honey, my girl, Acacia Forgot, honey. <laughs> mm -hmm. Acacia Forgot is my girl. She, she does, does it like, all. If I need something a little more draggy, I'll go to Acacia. But for my, you know, like my little Kim moment and my uh -huh. like big fluffy moment, I have a friend named Rodney who lives right up in Brooklyn, you know, right not too far from me. And he does my more like, you know, if I'm trying to give that fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you have, as you said, competed in competitions you've been a staple at drag competitions also like polish the queen drag wars why are competitions like that important to making careers for drag artists when they start out oh because i mean there's so much untapped talent in new york city and it's like what do you do with it all mm -hmm. i'm like thank god that we have people willing to share their platform and give up-and-coming girls a chance to be seen right giving them a chance to be booked I mean, I love, one of my favorites is Polish the Queen, Phil Chanel, uh, Christy Blaze, Fifi, DJ Chauncey. They really took me in and just, I learned a lot about drag through that competition. And, mm -hmm. and, they, and But they also gave me opportunities to go have bookings and like in a safe environment, like, you know, under a safe wing, sure. you know, kind of spread my wings and drag. Shaquita Hall also too. Like I remember doing her competition every single Monday, honey, at Pieces Bar. <laughs> and she had gave me my first Hell's Kitchen booking mm -hmm. at her hardware. And I'm like, if it wasn't for people get, taking a chance on me, I don't know how, 
I don't think I would be where I'm at now without it, you know? Yeah. So when you would do these competitions week after week, would you go there testing out new material or were you there going in? I need money. I'm going to get, do the numbers are going to get me the money. Exactly. (laughs) Cause there really, there really is a difference between um, the two of them. I was living off of, I live off of drag. So even when I was doing competitions, I was paying my rent off of the money I was making a competition. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, it was about, I mean, sometimes if it was early in the month and I just paid the rent. Yeah, maybe I could do something cute, you know, but most of the time I'm like, I need power numbers. I need competition numbers that are going to win competitions and make tips so I can survive. Absolutely. Well, let's turn the page over a little bit and talk about the long form style competition. It's almost been a year removed since you competed and won in the very last cycle of Ultimate Drag Pageant. What was that experience like? Oh, honey, I was ready. (laughs) I was so ready for that, honey, because I had heard about it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to be a part of it. And they were just like, oh, well, Marty just reached out to the girls and she had just reached out to me. Oh, honey, I said yes immediately. When they sent the list, it was eight weeks. I prepared the first four weeks immediately. And then after that, I would just do whatever the... So on week one, I would be preparing for week five. Mm -hmm. For week two, I'd be preparing week six. And I would just get the looks together, get everything together like that. And I had... By that time, I had a lot more resources, thankfully. You know, and... Oh, I had, and I had something to say. And thank God Marty Go Cummins is political because mm-hmm. honey, we got political up in UDP every week. What was the hardest part about doing a long form competition? Ooh, looks. <laughs> Trying to, you know, making sure you have something different, but head to toe every week. And you, and I would, it wasn't like I had a lot of money. So I was like, I was calling a lot of favors. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was calling favors. I, and, you know, that's the beauty of these competitions, too. You meet so many people. You know, I had my girls uh, loan me a couple things. Korma loaned me her wig for country week. <laughs> Is there a week you wish you could do over? I mean, you won, so I guess not really, but what, what would you want to try again? I mean, I, any week that they announce the winner, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. The first two weeks, me and Acacia tied. Mm-hmm. We tied twice, but any other week I was. I would want to go back and do country. Yeah. What did you do for country week? Oh, honey, I I play to my strengths every time. And I knew that Tina Turner had a country album. Mm-hmm. And I did, you ain't woman enough to take my man, to take my man. Nice. <laughs> Listen, and that that is the beauty of a, a strong artist knowing how to work a competition where you're able to play to your strengths while still fitting the theme. Because there are a lot of artists who go through these competitions, believe me, three seasons of Iconic, I've seen some train wrecks trying to make things happen. If you yeah. know how to make it work, all you got to do is just a little research and anything can happen. It's possible. Exactly. Exactly. And, and especially at Iconic, I know, ooh, because y'all got stunts and shenanigans with the Iconic. We sure do. Hopefully in the new world, we'll be able to have a fourth season. We'll see. Hey, come on. COVID, COVID come on. You fucked us up. Get, bring us back. We, we need it. <laughs> right. 
Well, speaking of the COVID year, 2020 was the year of digital drag, and you partook in quite a few. What was the experience like bringing your art form from stage to screen? Oh, it for me, I am so technologically, uh, technology ain't my strong suit. I'll say that. <laughs> so it was a lot of learning for me. Like, I was like, oh, you telling me I got to put the track over the video? And <laughs> So it's like, oh, it was a learning experience. But in terms of the work, I really like being able to keep it subtle. Mm-hmm. I love it. It reminded me of like uh, the difference between stage acting and film acting. Sure. Like on film, you just do different things. You can play with subtlety. You know, I do love that about uh, online virtual. Yeah. Did you have a favorite performance that you gave? <gasps> oh, I think the Dolly Parton. <laughs> it, it was great. I mean, so backstory, I obviously was working on um, a Dolly Parton show. And I think literally I was going to announce it. And you had posted that video the day before. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just asking you to do this number. And no one gets claim of this song. Sorry. Oh, I was I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, I, I will always love you. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. No, because the video was just so good again plays to your strength you start with dolly and then you move into whitney it works okay. and, and i do that number live as well if anyone mm-hmm. wants to do for a dolly to whitney you can get it for 150 <laughs> there you go no it, it was a really fun beautiful number and just just the way you had it filmed it was it was it was a really powerful moment oh i appreciate that so much i also won the in my feels award with that number and doing a, a virtual lip sync competition hosted by Nina Webb. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Nina Webb gave me the In My Feels Award for that. Well, she's a big Dolly fan, so no no wonder. <laughs> her her and Dolly collaborated on a project. You work, oh, you and Nina Webb no, work no, a lot? No, no, Nina and Dolly collaborated. So they're, um, they're, they, they know each other. They're familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will you continue to create digital content? Yes, I will. Like, I, I think that now there's so many, we've learned that there are other ways to interact with our audiences. Yeah. And I think that we have to continue that. We don't, we, will I do it as much? Maybe not, but you'll still see Isleya popping up for Slay Days, maybe, maybe once every, when she feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So now that we are going back to a live world, what are you looking forward to when it comes to performing in venues? Well, I mean, you know, I'll be at the venues already, honey. I am Mm -hmm. turning New York City out. What I'm hoping for now is just, I hope that people, everyone appreciates everyone. Mm -hmm. And in saying that, I hope that people start coming out of pocket the way they should. With queens and with entertainers, but you know, like all across the board, we all need to be compensated fairly for the work that we put in. Drink tickets and paying my rent. That is so true. So I want, I want to see how you would describe your aesthetic and drag. You started out in Manhattan. You now live in Brooklyn, doing a lot more Brooklyn things. Where is, is, is there a crossroad between Manhattan and Brooklyn drag? And how are you able to marry the two? The, what I would say is I'm just one of those girls that keeps it real. People love honesty. So yeah. honesty, honesty and talent is going to work wherever 
So when I interact with people, you're getting me. Like I, even with my song choices that I pick, I'm not picking songs that are necessarily top 40, you know, like, sure. but it's stuff that's honest to me. And it's stuff that I know that I can, I know how to work to get the crowd and on my side. So, hey, with that, that's something that Brooklyn appreciates because Brooklyn appreciates someone who is going to do something unexpected or different. And right. then in Manhattan, they appreciate, oh, you're polished, you're refined, mm-hmm. you know, you have a package. Yeah. And they want to hear what they want to hear. Exactly. That too. Because <laughs> if you're, that's the thing that, that again, going back to, um, to drag war is like, if you're not doing what they're, they want to hear right now, they're not going to give you some money. They're going to exactly. wait till the bitch who does Gaga is doing Gaga. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be doing some indie Dang, artists man. that like five people have heard of. You, you got to do the top 40. And that's, that's yeah. just the, that's the way the rumbles. Rumbles, honey. The it is. Want what they want. That's true. Well, we're going to start with our first game. It's called This or That. I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to tell me which one you prefer. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Day or night? Night. Plane or train? Ooh, plane. Cats or dogs? Cats. But I love dogs, too. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancake. City or nature? Oh, that's a hard one. Oh. City. I'll say city. Apple Music or Spotify? <laughs> neither. My broke ass ain't got neither of them. Okay. <laughs> is YouTube an option? That is, there you go. Sweet or savory? Savory. Warm colors or cold colors? Warm. Tattoos or piercings? Oh, piercings. Host or travel? <laughs> well, honey, now I can host. <laughs> and finally, Beyonce or Whitney? <gasps> Whitney. <laughs> Whitney. I, I knew I'm that was going to be the answer. I knew that was the answer. I'm like, sorry, Whitney Houston, any day of the week. Sorry. So speaking of music, I like to go behind the music and learn what your signature number is. So what is your signature number and how to become your signature number? Oh, honey, my signature number is there's a video of Jennifer Hudson. Boy, get out of my mouth. I'm trying to do an interview. (laughs) (laughs) There's this uh, Jennifer Hudson is doing a tribute to Aretha Franklin. Mm -hmm. And she goes through it. This is like it's like it was made for a drag queen. Sure. She starts with thing, goes into ain't no way, and then ends with respect. That's a good trio. I mean, so that is the number I'm known for. You, I, if you've been to an I Slay a show, I'll say it's probably seven times out of ten you've seen that number. That's fair. That's fair. Now, when you create mixes, what comes first? The song, the theme, the, the, the spoken word? How do you create your mix? the way that I go about mixes, it'll usually be a spark off of one little thing. Mm -hmm. I have this Whitney Houston slash Tiffany Pollard mix. (laughs) (laughs) And my girl Kiki Ball Change uh, helped me put it together. But I just heard, I was listening to Tiffany Pollard like rants. And she said, she said, you gonna turn him into Whitney and Bobby. And literally in that moment, I saw the, I heard the mix in my head. That's funny. 
So I was I like, it. I need this mix. KK, I got, I had all the videos spliced. I said, girl, you just got to put it together. Nice. 2020 had a lot of good music, but because we couldn't perform live, we didn't get to do a lot of drag roulettes. <laughs> what song from 2020 are you most looking forward to doing in drag roulettes? And what song are you like, please do not request? <laughs> okay, so the, I mean, the album, I think all the gays are ready to hear is Chromatica. Honey, mm-hmm. I am, I'm ready for the Chromatica research. Yeah. I am ready for that. Give me any song off the album. I'm ready. Now, one that I'm probably, oh, I just don't want to hear again. I'm tired of, now this is just, I feel like this is just drag here, but I'm tired of hearing, and I am telling you, please stop performing. And I am telling you, I never want to hear it again. Hey, that's fair. I mean, it, it, it is a classic song. There are so many good versions of it, but yeah, it's time to be retired. Let's retire her. I've, I've heard enough. Yeah. We're going to play another game. Oh, yeah. It's called the Cameo Game Show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity is a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more. <laughs> and Let's do it. because you said you are basically all caught up on the Housewives and you watch them all, we're doing the Housewives edition. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So who costs more, Bethany Frankel or Nene Leakes? Nene Leakes. It is Nene Leakes. She is at $500. Bethany is $349. Yeah, people want Nene. Next, we have Lisa Vanderpump or Teresa Judice. Lisa. It is Lisa. She is $275. Teresa is at $200. Yeah, Next was, we I, have that was a close one. Though, like it I, was close. Yeah. Next we have Kim Richards or Brandy Glanville. <laughs> oh, I'm going Kim. It is Kim. She is at 125. Brandy is at 100. Next up is Kelly Dodd or Margaret Josephs. Oh. Oh, Kelly. No, it's actually Margaret. She's 125. Kelly is 100. Oh, okay, Margaret. Okay. Next, we have Melissa Gorga or Bronwyn Wyndham Burke. Oh, Bronwyn. <laughs> she is 60. It's actually Melissa Gorga at 150. Oh, but you know what? Bronwyn did have a bad season. <laughs> it That's was fair. a rough year for Bronwyn, honey. <laughs> All right, let, let's do the, the, the ladies who were TV stars first Kim Fields or Denise Richards? <laughs> oh i'm gonna say kim field kim fields is 90 denise richards is 250 yeah. oh she's like way over like <laughs> she's like I, I i had to suffer through charlie sheen give me money <laughs> and the checks come through next up dolores catania or jen shaw jen shaw jen shaw is 99 dolores is 125 these Jersey girls, they, they they jack up their prices. Jersey is, but Jen had a good, like Jen, I thought the people were doing crazy for Jen. Next up, Caroline Manzo or Kathy Wakili. I don't even know which ones those are. 
uh, Carolyn was Carolyn was the redhead on Jersey, and Kathy was Teresa's cousin. <laughs> we don't go with the first one. <laughs> it, it is not. It's Kathy Wachili. That's seventy-five. Uh, Caroline Manzo is sixty. Oh next, next up is Cynthia Bailey or Phaedra Parks. Oh, I, if it's now, I'll say Cynthia. It is Cynthia. She is at one ninety-nine. Phaedra is at one seventy-five. So they're close. Yeah, like, because Phaedra, people will want her to read the girl. Yeah. Next, we have Jackie Goldschneider or Ramona Singer. (laughs) As much as people love to hate Ramona, I'm going to say Ramona. It is Ramona, 125. Jackie's at 75. I would just pay her to be like, can you tell me that Gia snorts Coke in the bathroom, please? (laughs) And she'll just give you a clip from the show. She will. All right, next is Jill Zarin or Sonia Morgan. Oh, Sonia. It's Jill. She is at 125. Sonia is 99. Okay. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. And finally, how much can you get a Luann cameo for? Oh, I feel like Luann, she's pricey. She's going to be, she's going to be, she's pricey but humble. So I'm going to say you can get her about 200. She's actually 125. Oh, Luann, raise your prices, girl. You are one of the OGs, girl. She is. And that is the cameo game show. Oh, honey, she gotta raise her price. <laughs> do you have so do you have a favorite Housewives franchise? <laughs> this is gonna just explain me so much. I'm not Republican, so no, I'm not definitely not Republican, but in terms of personality, Sonia on New York is Iceland. <laughs> Okay. All right. In her own world. <laughs> that 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 is true. Living life and being naked while doing it. Yeah. So if there was gonna be like a real housewives of drag, who would you want to be um part of the cast with uh, with you? Oh honey, it would be me, Acacia forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be we're gonna put Kiki Ball Change in there. We're going to put in my Brooklyn girl, Miss Bussy. Mm-hmm. And we'll throw in, we need a black girl. We need another black. We're going to put Sasha Vanguard in there because she's hustling. She's hustling. All right. And you, that'll be a good story to follow, just her hustle. And, and where are you going on your first vacation that you're going to have the big blow up? Honey, Fire Island. <laughs> naturally, naturally. We're going to Fire Island, honey, and it's going to get ratchet. I love it. I have a tough question for you. Yes, go. Is nightlife competitive? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Why is it competitive? Because people's livelihoods are wrapped up into it. Like, you, like literally... When people think of like, oh, why is it so hard to let new girls in? It's because if you let one girl in, typically it's at the cost of someone else. Typically. Sure. You know, so like the older queens, you know, they're looking at the up and coming girls like, honey, if we're letting you in, you got to prove it. You Absolutely. know, like you, you got to show why you want to be a name in New York City. And then also with drag, I, another thing that makes it so difficult is you're dealing with a lot of hurt people. Mm-hmm. And hurt people hurt people. So you're given this power and this, you're inflating these egos of these people who've never gotten attention, who probably didn't get enough hugs, a lot of them. 
and you're giving them a lot, you know, rank in the eyes of some people. And it goes to a lot of these bitches' heads. Absolutely. So you got that too. When it comes to social media, how important is it in the drag scene? Well, more important than I wish it was. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm really not a, I'm not big on social media. You can ask my friends, honey. I'm the girl. I'll text you back, you know, eventually. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm not the social media girl, but I've been trying to post more just because that's what's expected. And it is a business. Absolutely. Sadly, if you, like, I mean, I shouldn't say sadly because it, it is a beautiful thing, social media, being able to connect with so many people. But oh, it's exhausting for me. It exhausts me, social media. Yeah, it, it is draining. I feel like I spend more time looking at who's looked at my story than I do engaging with the people who have looked at my story. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it drives me nuts. And then you're like, wait, why did this person look at my story? You ghosted me. You're not my friend right now. Why are you looking at my story, bitch? Okay. And then <laughs> we have very similar experiences on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, even with that being said, like, I mean, having to think of, oh, my God, you got to post this and that. And, oh, what do I post? Oh, I have to spend money to get a photo shoot with someone, Mm -hmm. you know, just for, you know, just to finally get some traction or something. You know, like, oh, it's so much that goes into it that people don't. I don't think a lot of the fans don't realize how much they are asking of of people. But yeah. I mean, hey, that's what that's what we asked. That's what the business we got into. So let's give them what they want. It, it is true. Diversity visibility is not great in nightlife. How can bar owners, venues, producers, other drag artists do better at hiring artists of color? They have to want to. A lot of these, a lot of them just don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd rather see what they... They start so used to seeing white queens and cheap blonde wigs and a leotard and a thigh high boot that that's and that's their type of drag they want to see and there's nothing knocking it but there's a lot of there's a lot of other flavors out there Absolutely. that are just talented and just as deserving of a platform and for them to be shut out because of the color they're sitting in or because of some made up belief of how a person is because of who you know their skin color is bullshit. Yeah. Book people of color, book, book black, book kings, book queens, book, you know, I want to see some more drag king shows out there too. It's true. Now, now with, with that, how, how can quote unquote, we make drag kings marketable? Because that's the problem with bar owners is it's about the bottom line and making sure they make money. And there's this terribly wrong stigma that it's too niche. Literally, if they, <laughs> especially in the, like the places where they already are guaranteed a crowd just because of the name of the bar. Right. If you put anyone in the spot, people are going to be there and you're going to make money. You know, yeah. like book someone who has the talent and the, you know, and the ability and they could be of any background, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're, we're in this, again, this new world and hope and there's optimism that things are changing. If you look at some of these bigger bars, they their lineup has shaken up a bit. Is it enough? No, but we're 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 taking baby steps. Baby steps. I, I, you can see some places trying. I mean, other places you can see some other places not trying at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can you we're 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 seeing quickly who was talking and who was walking Absolutely. during you know this quarantine. It's true. Well, 
we're going to play everybody's favorite game. It is tea time. It's your chance to spill some tea on some of your favorite sisters, friends, Woo! competitors, people you shared a photo with, people you may have shared a stage with, maybe a digital shade stage. You may love them. You may hate them. I don't know. We're going to find out. Are you ready? Oh, my God. Okay, let's do it. All right. We're going to start off with Little Nella. Oh, it's Little Nella from a planet far away, but she's here to stay. <laughs> my girl, that's my other roommate, Little Nella. That is an artist that y'all need to watch out for. The makeup ability that she possesses, it's the next world. There is not, I'm saying it here now, Little Nella might be the best makeup artist in New York City. Oh, hey, Mike just, drop, Mike drop. Nella's, if you pay attention to the detail and what she's doing with her face and how she can just change it up whenever she wants, Baby, that's somebody we need to watch. And she has some sickening looks coming. Honey, the Brooklyn Castle, we, we're putting out, we're putting some stuff out. Has, has she painted your face before? Just recently, she gave me a purple moment. Mm-hmm. It's for my Slay May going on this little poetry series. I'm just dropping a few poems throughout the month. And this one is for a Shakespeare moment that we're doing, which we should be dropping Friday, <laughs> tomorrow. Exciting. Tomorrow. No, tomorrow's Friday. We might go drop that tomorrow. This will be posted so much later. So it'll be out by the time you hear this. Yeah, so it's out now. (laughs) You've seen the purple Shakespeare moment. (laughs) All right. Next we have Satanya Face. (gasps) Oh my God. Satanya Face. That okay. Satanya Face is the definition of heart. She is someone who has everything to say and baby poetry and drag are her outlets to say everything that is on her heart, her mind, her spirit. She's so vulnerable, so easy to love, so funny. Satanya Face is one of my favorite queens in New York. Literally one of my favorite. I'm excited to see how people wake up to what she's doing because there's not anyone doing what Satanya Face is doing. Nice. Next up, a big Block Talk fan, Jessica Rose. <laughs> My sister, honey, House of Pal in the building. Jessica Rose, baby. She, the beauty, the glamour. We Just recently, I had my first Stonewall invasion. And when I tell you everything the whole day was going just wrong before <laughs> then, I was like, it started raining. My outfit was wet. It was a mess. And she sat me down because she was my special guest, Jessica Rose. And she just sat me down. She said, girl everything's fine, breathe, and let's go make this coin, honey. And that's what we did, baby. We put on a sickening show. It was packed out at Stonewall. And baby, it was, I, I couldn't have asked for anybody else to share that moment with. I'm that's very awesome. pleased. Next, we have the one and only Marty Gold Cummings. Marty Gold Cummings, honey. Oh, Lord. Marty is, she, Marty is another one who understands why drag is important absolutely you know marty understands that you if you put on that wig and you put on that makeup you need to have something to say and baby that's what she does she always provides a platform she's always in great spirits and such an uplifting and inspirational soul marty go comes she's one of my inspirations and idols in new york i i'm a huge marty fan i was at her phone thing honey yeah how did that go 
Oh, it was, honey, we made thousands of calls. I think we made over 2,000 calls. That's and awesome. we were just phone baking, getting her those votes. Vote Marty. Next up is Ruby Slay Monroe. Oh, honey, baby. <laughs> One thing y'all don't know about Ruby, Miss Ruby Slay Monroe, as gorgeous as she is, honey. Oh, she's a scrappy one, honey. Oh, <laughs> she is, she is, <laughs> she reminds me of the girls who I knew back from home who didn't Uh-oh. play no games, honey. Miss Ruby Slay Monroe, don't fuck with her, baby, because she, she'll handle you, okay? But also, I mean, the talent. Like, baby, she's comes out there looking like a million bucks. Then she'll come out, do a split, do a, you know, she, she knows how to get the crowd going. Absolutely. Next, we have Jupiter Doll. <gasps> Jupiter! Literally, my ultimate drag pageant sister. I love, 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 love Jupiter. And, and the funny thing, maybe these are just, maybe I just run with those type of people, but Jupiter is someone who, Jupiter knows what they stand for. Mm-hmm. And Jupiter knows Jupiter really appreciates people who do right. And if you're doing wrong, you can't be mad when someone holds you accountable. You know, it's not in an aggressive way, but it's just, you know, we have to hold each other in, a, in our community accountable. Sure. And Jupiter, Jupiter Dodge always does that. Also, I mean, the, the looks, honey, the glamour, the, the detail, the attention to detail. Another one, the makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't too many people who could paint like Miss Jupiter. Yeah. I love that Next up, someone who I love dearly, Aria Close. Oh, Aria Close. Honey, can we talk about the sewing abilities? Mm-hmm. Like, in Ultimate Drag Pageant, I, I mean, besides Acacia, I think Aria Close was the only one who made all of their garments for the competition. She sure did. And if I'm She's not still mistaken, doing it. And still doing Have you seen some of her work recently? I mm-hmm. mean... The Grove. I'm excited to see more of Ari. Where has she been? I need to. I need to go message her. I'm be like, oh, she's she doing. Here. She's doing shows in Brooklyn. Oh, I need to go pop up on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's selling candles. So go buy uh, Aria Close candle. Mine literally just came in today. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta go buy a candle. I'm gonna go buy a candle. All right. Next up, Marilyn Manhoe. <laughs> Marilyn Manhoe, baby, that is a. That's a whole lot of woman, honey. Marilyn, <laughs> she, I met her, I met, I knew her before Ultimate Drag Pageant, but I also mm-hmm. did Drag Wars with her. Sure. She's very, very competitive. Honey. Oh, Uh-oh. honey, she is a girl. You can tell she comes from the theater, honey, because she's one of those, you know, one of those, I feel like she would be the girl in the, um, in the audition room singing way too loud to warm up just to <laughs> make the other girls nervous. <laughs> Yeah, that, she's the girl. You know, she's that girl. She's gonna let you know she's competition. Mm-hmm. She she will step on that stage, give you a smile, and be like, "It's mine." Okay, exactly. And I, that's something I gotta respect. You know, you got if you if you if you gotta believe in yourself before anyone else will. Yeah. All right. Someone who I've been trying to get on the podcast for a very long time still has not happened. Junior Mint. Oh, <laughs> Junior Mint. Junior Mint gave me a lot of opportunities early on. Like, I remember going to In Living Color at, when it was at the grade, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Junior Mint saw me do my Aretha number. 
And she's had me book, like she's booked me at, at the In Living Color multiple times. We've done their virtual shows. I, and Junior met another one who understands community, understands that when you're on that mic at a show, you have a teaching moment. You have a chance to tell people things that they might not hear otherwise. And she takes her job as a drag queen very seriously. And Absolutely. I I yeah, really Junior really is someone who is going to give you the song that you want, but she's going to give you the message on top of it. And you're going to be like, oh, I'm listening now. Thank you. Exactly. She'll draw you in and then hit you with that message every time. Thanks, and, and, and Junior Mint turns a look at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, come on, Miss Junior. I love uh, her, her sense of style. Nice. Well, next we have Digna. <laughs> Talk about style, baby. Digna. Digna, honey, she is a business woman, honey. Like, she is a girl. She is about her coin powder. And she's professional. You know, she's that girl. You better be at the gig before she gets there, honey, or it will be a problem. Okay. She's a boss. You know, I really respect her. And I'm so thankful for her for giving me an opportunity. Like, we did a show at $3 Bill together. And from that, now we're over here doing a weekly show at the Ritz every Friday night. You know, so I'm like, I'm very appreciative of Miss Digna. Well, let's talk about L number five. <gasps> L. Okay, y'all better, that is a bitch y'all better watch out for. That is a bad bitch. I actually met her, like, when I first started doing stuff out in Brooklyn at the Rosemont. Mm-hmm. And we were just doing an open set. And I just never would have guessed that girl who I met there would be this girl now. But baby, she is turning looks like no other. She's very funny. Very yeah. clever. Talk about a mixed queen. Oh, honey. She is very clever. Her sour candy mix is the one of the best mixes I've heard since in a minute. I love that. How about, let's see, you got any tea on Uncle Freak? Ah! Foxy Bella. Oh my God. Can I just say Uncle Freak is another like inspiration to me. I see that they do. And I'm just like in awe and doing all that while being a parent. And, you know, taking care of your child, but also being an artist, booking people, you know, creating platforms and opportunities. I'm just like that. I can only dream of doing that one day. So I'm like, I'm seeing what Uncle Freak does. And I'm like, let me take a page out of that book. Yeah. Well, adopt a drag baby and start from there. See how you like it as a drag parent. I'll I'll be the auntie for now. I'm going to stick with (laughs) you (laughs) <laughs> all right let's see what do you have to say about oliver her face oh <laughs> oh my god me and oliver go back to hold on boy wait because this phone i don't want this phone to die <laughs> i'm like lord oliver me and oliver go back to long island doing gigs up in long island at revolution bar and i we used to smoke weed out in the back, <laughs> get high before doing the number, and then go out to eat at the stew. I just love Oliver. Oliver is also someone who I want to see more of. Yeah. And I'm like, all these bars and places booking people, you need to be booking Oliver Face. There you go. That's the talent. Ha- yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of talent, what do you have to say about Acacia Forgot? <gasps> oh, 
I mean, literally not even joking, a case for God's one of my best friends, literally. It, it's so weird that I met her in Ultimate Drag Pageant because I'm just like, yeah, I feel like I met a lifelong friend. She's incredible. And, I'm, and she, I mean, th- I look at how hard she works. I don't think she gets enough credit for how much stuff she is. I mean, she is pretty, without a case, have a, a drag scene these drag queens would come out naked because mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody it's oh, true no all right what what tea do you have to spill on kiki ball change <laughs> i okay people don't know this me and kiki at that um at that internship i had in orlando that's where i met kiki mm-hmm. i met her in orlando florida we were both in was it 12th night? I think 12th night. I think it was in both in 12th night. She was up, what, in the understudy and I was babying at a honey. She was so, it's so weird seeing how drag transforms people. Cause yeah. I remember seeing, uh, seeing her out of drag. I think her name out of drag is Gabe. Yeah. Gabe, I remember seeing her out of drag and she was just so quiet and so like, you know, reserved. And now she is, baby. Now Kiki is about her business, honey. Kiki is about to take over New York. And I think New York City knows it. Like, New York City knows Kiki's about to start popping out. That's true. Well, speaking of someone who's taken over, Peaches. Oh, Peaches. I I met Peaches when I was doing Ultimate Drag Pageant. Mm-hmm. And she would come every week, honey, and she was there supporting the girls. The thing about Peaches is she is there. She has something to say. And I think that she's uh, one of the voices in the New York drag scene that people really should. um, She's going to lead a lot of people to the right destination, you know? Absolutely. She's powerful. Absolutely. Next, Jenny Sequoia. Oh, baby, honey. She she reminds, it's weird because like I literally see her like a sister in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've known her my whole life, but I haven't. I just met her. <laughs> but it's something about her. I guess I see myself in her in a, in a lot of ways. I'm like, I think we've, we're cut from the same cloth. She comes from the theater. You know, she's young and black and gifted and out here trying to make it and got something to say while doing it. And Absolutely. baby, the name it makes sense that Marty is her drag mother because it's very that same lane. You know, I could see Janae doing politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see her being one of those girls doing politics too. But nice. I, I, but I, but also she has a lot of creativity and a lot of drag to do. So keep giving us that drag, Janae. <laughs> Make that transition. We are going to end with the one, the only Zaria. Oh, talk about someone so giving. Like, I mean, I had, she didn't have to get, she didn't have to give me a opportunity. She didn't have to uh, literally give me loads and loads of drag and be like, girl, just run with it and do what you can with it. She didn't have to be so supportive and introduce me to a lot of connections that I still use today. You know, she didn't have to do any of that. And the fact that she did, I'm very appreciative. And I hope that I have the chance to do that for girls you know, up and coming. I always, I get, I I always try to remind myself and help myself to be like, 
okay, if you have something you're not going to use, give it to one of these girls because they could really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a good theory to have and a good good heart to have. Exactly. Also, that bitch is crazy as hell. Don't let... <laughs> Don't get... Honey, Miss Zarya, she, that's another scrappy one, honey. Okay, she will pop off. There is the tea. <laughs> if you got the phone call to be on the drag race, who would you pick to do for Snatch Game? <laughs> oh, my God. Can I tell? Oh, God. Was someone still my idea? Okay. <laughs> I would say, okay, I'll give you one. I'll give you okay. one. I got multiple ideas, but I'll give you one. Have you been watching Salt Lake City? I have not. That's one I have. I'm I'm behind. I have not hit yet. Who are you going to well, do? There's a character named Mary. Okay. <laughs> and honey, she is a she is a crazy bitch. And you know she's probably running a call out of a church, honey. <laughs> She got. She comes on the show in twenty dollars shake and go wigs, baby. I would just every time the camera cuts me, I'd have a different bad wig on it. I love it. <laughs> You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching videos of? <laughs> Drag race, <laughs> <laughs> Bussy queen, uh, Bussy queen. Oh my god, girl, honey, she's at a hundred k now. She is a mess. Oh, I live for it. And she's on OnlyFans, my girl. <laughs> OnlyFans. I'm glad I never got to that point of quarantine, but <laughs> not shaming anyone who has, because believe me, I have enjoyed certain people's OnlyFans, and I'm, I'm glad this is a platform that I can support their art. Um, <laughs> but I didn't get there. I'm not there yet. Hey, give, hey, you never know, honey, what doors might open up. Oh, okay. someone over the summer was like, you should do it. Like, you should do like a feet only fans is like, <gasps> not, for not me. a feet. Oh, my God. Not, do you not, not, not for me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've I never analyzed my feet. So Ray, not look, for me. Ray loves my feet, honey. Maybe I need to steal that idea. There you go. Hey, there's the <laughs> coin. <laughs> What are your current jams? What music should the listeners be listening to? Okay, right now, I know it's 2021, but I mean, one song that always makes me happy is Whitney Houston. I'm, you know, I'm every woman. Absolutely. Also, Jasmine Sullivan, Hotels. The okay. whole EP is fire. Pick Up Your Feelings, Lost One, The okay. Other Side. I mean, it's hit after hit. And then also Bruno, uh, mm -hmm. Silk Sonic. I All mean, right. you can't go wrong. You can't nice. go wrong. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? Me and Acacia Forgot, honey. I'd be like, buckle up, bitch. <laughs> Who's going to be jumping off of buildings? Acacia Forgot. <laughs> Who's going to be eating weird crap? I will. I'll do that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that, that'd be a fun team. Maybe you should start that audition. Oh, <laughs> it would be a hot mess, girl. Let's do it. Well, we're going to move into the pop five rapid fire, where I'm going to give you five pop culture stories, headlines, things that happened, and you're going to give me a word phrase, how, whatever you want to talk about for each. Oh, shoot. So I, wait, give me that one more time. <laughs> I'm going to get just some, some pop culture things. You can give me, talk about however long you want about each thing. Okay. All right, number one is Hocus Pocus 2 coming in 2022. 
<laughs> I will be watching it, but I'm like, who asked for that though? Like, <laughs> literally every gay man has asked for it. I did not ask for it, but I will be watching it, honey. Like literally all of all of my uh, newsfeed today has been the same post. I'm like, I don't know who's posting this because you're all posting the same thing. <laughs> all you gotta do is just like, just yep. keep liking. Yep. <laughs> and I don't like the people I don't like. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> exactly. All right. Num- <laughs> number two is Benefer 2.0. <laughs> What is that, girl? Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. They're back together. Are they, they might be. J-Lo, that girl. Okay, this is the thing about J-Lo, honey. She, she's cut from the same cloth as me because she can't keep a man. I think there's something wrong. That bitch cannot keep a man, girl, and neither can I. All right, well, maybe you should take Ben Affleck next. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number three, Billy Porter reveals he's HIV positive for the past 14 years. Hey, I think we need more of that. Honey, I'm HIV positive, okay? I'm HIV positive and thriving. We got to change the stigma. We got to change this narrative. Get, I'm so tired of people, you know, saying, oh, have you seen pictures? They, like, they have pictures of him mm-hmm. and he looks bad and stuff. I'm like, this is a triumphant moment. This is him overcoming that fear of absolutely the stigma that other people put on him. He's been doing incredible work. He's done some of his best work while HIV positive. It's so true. I'm like, hey, that was just that's inspiring for me to hear. And I I hope to continue being open with my status so people know that your life doesn't end, honey. If anything, you'll just it's a lesson learned and honey, go take over. Absolutely. Yeah, I had worked with him a couple of years ago on Angels in America. And he, oh, he's man. one of the, the most incredible people. And I'm so proud of everything he's accomplished since. And this is just a really important discussion to have. And I'm glad he is now the face of it right now. Exactly. We need we need that. Now the next thing we need is him to get one of those commercials or HIV ain't slowing me down. You know, the second that article came out, his agent had gotten call after call. You know, and I can't wait to see. I, I'd, I'd love to see Billy Porter as the ad before every drag race. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four is the Friends reunion. <laughs> what is this like uh, something coming or? Oh, it's next. It's um, May 27th is the Friends reunion. Yeah. On HBO Max. Oh, God. Who asked for that girl? Every every straight person. <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, so alive. I so alive. Like, I, like I wasn't ever hooked on Friends, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I was. It I, I was a huge fan of the show. So I, I don't personally need a reunion because I just have too high expectations, but I'll take what you're gonna give me. Exactly. And I almost feel like it needs to be a whole season. Like if I, you're gonna I do agree. like a whole season. I, I have a feeling like if it works, they're They'll going to them. try to do something with it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. And number five is Lego debuts. Everyone is awesome. Pride series. Oh, oh, that is amazing. I didn't know. Look, we need kids to know that you're fine. However you are. And, yeah. you know, people don't talk about it enough, but I mean, there are a lot of kids that know that they're 
different early on. They know they, they, they feel these things and they need as many messages out there saying that different is okay. Different Different is valid. Different is beautiful. Absolutely. And I'm ready to pay $35 for it. So (laughs) you got me Lego consumerism. I bought it. Right. Not out yet, but I will be purchasing it as long as I remember. And I still have money for it. (laughs) All right. Well, I have some fan corner questions for you. Oh, Lord. This is a question from my dear friend, Amanda Pork. Ah, Amanda Pork, my girl. She wants to know, who are your main inspirations for drag? Okay, my main inspirations for drag, as of lately, I mean, of course, Whitney Houston is a huge inspiration for my drag. Also, my mother. My Mm -hmm. mother is a big inspiration. I remember, like, looking at pictures of her, and I try to capture the essence of that. Like, yeah. sometimes when I look at myself in drag, I think, like, how would my mom look if she was wearing it? Or, like, how would my grandma look? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd like to celebrate the Black woman of my life. And then also, Little Kim recently is, I, like, I've been looking a lot as Little Kim, and she's kind of like a fashion moment. Well, I think a lot of people will be glad that you'll take the Little Kim part um, in Lady Marmalade. Oh, <laughs> every time, honey, every time. Or you, oh girl, I love Maya's part too. I love to open it. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's good. All right, I have a question from Coco Taylor. Oh, hey. What was your favorite UDP theme? Oh, my favorite. I mean, I like to just do my own thing, honey. The first week when they said, just do you, I'm like, mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> nice. I'm a girl. I, I like to just do what I want to do. I, other than that, I did love um, the last week where they were just like production. Yeah. <laughs> Put on a show. Put on a show, bitch. I love that idea. And finally, last question is from Jessica Rose. <gasps> My sister. What's your favorite number to perform? <laughs> Okay, I mean, the one of my life is Jennifer Hudson. The Jennifer mm-hmm. Hudson Aretha tribute, that's my favorite. It works every time. But recently, I've been really enjoying La La Ree Bad Bitch Tip. Wow, okay. It's okay. kind of a hit. Okay, okay. Have you I'm, listened to it? I, I, I have. Um, I'm just not a big fan of La La Ree personally. Um, how <laughs> she was... How she was able to escape not being eliminated with the bags? Baby, I I thought it was going to be elimination upon arrival. I right. thought it was going to be the first time where RuPaul was like, no lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and we we lost my future ex-boyfriend, Joey J, from that. So <laughs> I'm a gay ass bitch. I'm Joey J. Oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> Take I, the map. Protocol. I had posted um, when he had posted like a boy pic um, last week. Oh, he's um, so I was like, marry me at Joey J. And he saw it. Um, but he didn't accept my proposal. So I guess we're not getting married. <laughs> that was disappointing. Maybe you guys try again next year. I'm, I will keep on trying. Listen, <laughs> that boy, I will do mostly anything for him. Oh, I'm well, sure he's glad to hear that. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I have a que- I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Lady Celestina. Oh, hey, girl. Her question is, what is your favorite Meryl Streep role? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, God. 
Kramer versus Kramer. Whoa! I don't know if it's my favorite role she's done, but her performance in it, like she's not even in it that much, but when she's in it, she's telling that story. She is, she is an actress. Yeah. I love a young Meryl. I mean, I love her. I mean, I love her in Sophie's Choice too. I mean, golly, the yeah. ability. And she was so gorgeous. She still is gorgeous, but oh, I just love a young Meryl Streep. Yeah, well, that, that's a good, that, did not expect that answer, but okay, I'm here for it. Oh, I love Kramer versus Kramer. Oh. Well, now is your chance to ask my next guest a question, and it can be about anything you want it to be. I'm going to ask them <laughs> what <laughs> most embarrassing drag, uh, what is your most embarrassing moment in drag? It's a good question. I love that question. Well, I am here to try to expand the Block Talk community. Who do you want to hear an interview from in the future? I would love to hear Janae Sequa. I'd love to hear Acacia Forgot. I'd mm. love to hear um, Sasha Vanguard. I'd love to hear, shoot, I'd love to hear Little Nella. I think Little Nella would be a really good one. Let's get Nelvazar. Nice. We got a good list. Got a good list going. Well, where can we find you on social media and all those cash payment apps? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Venmo at Islea underscore official. That is Islea underscore official. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate you asking me to do this. Like this means so much to me. The biggest thanks to Isleya for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.